He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. I got a great guest today. You're not going to believe this guy. We tumbled on the Celebrity Apprentice. It was such a big fight on Celebrity Apprentice. They actually asked me to come back on the finale and debate him. And we became friends. Went on to do some other taping with him. Been to his house, even. And he's been such an interesting guy. I wanted to talk to him because he's made millions. I'm not talking about just a few millions. I'm talking about hundreds of millions of dollars this guy has made over his career. And it's been over 40 years he's been in the business. You know, he was a school teacher. He immigrated here when he was eight years old from Israel. Lived with his mother for a long time, who I know is a very special person, as all of his kids are. And he created a band, which we all know to be KISS, an iconic band that's been around for 40 years. It sold over 100 million CDs and DVDs worldwide. He has over 3,000 licensed merchandise items, and he was recently put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he should be in the Business Hall of Fame because this guy knows how to make money. And he's with me, and I'm talking about the demon himself by his hardcore fans, Gene Simmons. Hey, Gene, what was your first business that you got involved? I know you, you moved here from Israel when you were eight. Well, what was the very first business that you started or did? Well, I would be remiss in my inferred fiduciary duty if I didn't mention there's a new book out called Me, Inc., Me, Incorporated. I, I'm going to get to your shameless plug. Well, we're going to work had, them all in. You can guarantee had, that. I had to do that because uh, part and parcel of the book is it mentions my first sort of experience with the idea of by by the sweat of thy brow, as the book my people wrote, the Bible says. <laughs> and I was about, oh, I must have been about six years old and noticed that all the workers came back. You know, where we, we lived was a dirt poor town. There was hardly any infrastructure in Israel. It was a new country. There was nothing, just dirt roads, houses, and then people would come in from Haifa, you know, the bigger city down the road, by bus. And it was dusty and hot, and there was no air conditioning anywhere, and it, it's a hot country. So people would get off the buses, and look dog-tired and walk up the hill, you know, as, as much as a mile or more just to get to the houses. So I don't know what possessed me, but uh, my downstairs neighbor, Moroccan Jew, whose name was uh, Shlomo, which is like Solomon, Yep. he and I went up Mount Carmel, um, you know, the famed biblical Carmel, the same one. And it's just a little hill. And we started picking cactus. And the cactus, of course, I have no idea why I knew it would be successful. So we picked cactus, covered head to toe with, you know, the cactus pricks all over, brought them down in, um, well, inside of a shirt. We had to pick the cactus pricks out of the cactus, cactus fruit. And then one of the local uh, grocery stores gave us a tub, which we, and we put cold water in it and let the cactus kind of float in it, so it got cold. So by the time the, and we had a little knife, I don't remember where we got that, and as people got off, they started giving us half a pruta, which is like half a penny, 
for one of these cactus things. Well, but the but, other, but still good money. Sold, it's still big money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We sold hundreds, hundreds. By the end of the day, we had the equivalent of $2. And in those days, for a penny, you could buy an ice cream cone or, you know, for like a few fruta, a few pennies, you could buy the equivalent of a burger. Well, you were the big man in the village then with the, with the ladies, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, yes, that all, all of six years old, Jeffrey. I was a big man with the ladies. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. But I'll, ne- I'll never forget bringing home. First, I brought myself an ice cream cone. Yep. And to this day, I remember what that ice cream cone tasted like. Yeah. You know, the texture, the the cold, the sweetness. I still remember that. And so, did you take the money uh, home to mom? I bet oh, you did. Yes. yes. Yeah. But all the other remaining money. Uh, about a dollar ninety-five or the equivalent thereof, back in those days, and put it on the table. And my mother saw that first. She got angry. Where have you been all day? And then she looked on the table and she said, "My little man." Yeah. And then I knew what it was about. That, yeah, work hard, see the fruits of your labor, and you get an ice cream cone. You know, then you get rewarded and everything else. But the the real thing is getting back. And I think this is one of the questions I want to ask you because you know. You and I have roughed and tussled a couple of times in business, which is awesome. But, you know, one of the things I've always noticed about you, you've been doing this for 40 years, but you seem to still have the passion. You're telling that story exactly like it was yesterday, and I can hear it come through your... You remember every little prick, you know, that came through and that cactus. I tell you what, if you've ever met Warren Buffett or any of the big guys... Absolutely, yeah. They have the fire in the belly. Yeah. And that is to say that the people that you meet in life who say, I just want enough to get by are losers. <laughs> Sooner than later, they're going to be wrapping fish for somebody. Well, they're working for us, right? That's exactly yeah, right. It's really the, not the right mindset. It really isn't about the wealth. Yeah, wealth is good. You know, it, you buys you, it buys you security, and it buys you toys and games, and it buys your mom the hip operation she needs. And it does all that stuff. But what it is is a kind of the numbers that the judges hold up when you do tumbles in front of them. Money is just an indication of how hard or how well you're doing. It really isn't an end in and of itself. You know, the old King Midas uh, idea that everything he touches turns to gold, and in his basement just (laughs) counting all his money. Uh, It ain't what it's about. Well, let me let me ask you that question because I I had a lot of fans. You've got a lot of fans. I mean, you got like a million followers on Twitter, and I've have a portion of that. But I went out to the, my fans and friends, and I asked them a few questions. One of them, Kurt Schaefer, he's like a LinkedIn expert, and he asked me. He says he wanted me to ask you, do you still like to rock and roll all night and party every day, or is it about the Benjamin? So you know, we we just crossed over. We talked a little bit about the passion, but we talked about the money. Is, is it both, or is it one or the other? Well, if you believe in truth and advertising, this thing that we do has never been called music. It isn't today. It won't be that tomorrow. It's always been called music business. And if you believe in truth and advertising, that's what it is. Yeah. You Yes, there's the thrill of getting up there and you know walking the earth like you're the god that has returned and all that. And you get lots of attention. It's true. You, go, you get all the accoutrements. But at the end of the day, you get paid really well. Yeah. So imagine imagine how happy a person listening to us would be if they won a $100 million jackpot, you know, the lottery. We, you'd we, run down the street. Awesome. You'd, scre- yeah. you'd scream your head off. So yeah. 
How come I'm not allowed to scream my head off? And I worked for it, goddammit. <laughs> hey, that's right. You didn't win it. You you worked hard at it. Let me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to follow up because there's a guy named Tom Owens who's another another fan, and he he's a copywriter and social media. And, and, and so how old were you when you realized rock and roll was a business? Because it is a business. It's, I mean, it's passionate. you got to like what you do. But everything, everything in life is a business. If you're lucky, God gives you two pockets, and either there's money coming in, and invariably, which is a big word like gymnasium, money will go, money will go out. Everything in life is a business. Every step you take, every day you live is either going to push you forward on that road to becoming self-sufficient and getting money, or you're going to be sitting on your thumb watching reruns of I Love Lucy and losing money. You know, uh, if you stand still, inflation and other items are going to kick in, and you're going to be, you're done. Yeah. You, have to, you have to approach life and business like a shark. It has to keep moving and swimming in the water, otherwise it drowns. Yeah, uh, what's the Hebrew word for that? Uh, karish, your karish. Which Very is good. Is shark. Uh, well, my Israeli f- friends call me that, and I always feel good when they do because well, I, I think that's a great compliment. compliment. Of course, it is. Yeah. You want to be, you know, you want to be called a shark, not a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Shark Tank is aptly named. Oh, uh, it is, and I'm going to have Damon John uh, and Barbara Corkin, two two stars of that show, on here. Not 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 too far, but let me get back uh, around. Why do you think Kiss? I mean, it's, it's, it's just been such a great success. I know, I mean, what's the one thing that kind of you say that holds it together? It's made it such a, not just a, a phenomenon, it's just been a great business. What is that? It isn't just one thing. Yeah. Because if it was just that one thing, then we would all do that one thing, and then everybody would be successful. It isn't. It's a sort of a hybrid it's when the planets line up. You have to have the right thing, you have to be at the right place, and you sure as hell have to be there at the right time. So if I did exactly what I did and had the same work ethic and I did it in the 1800s, I'd be crap out of luck yeah. because they wouldn't understand it. Or if I was in the Ukraine or, you know, pick your, pick your other place or other time, you gotta, you know, part and parcel is luck and part and parcel is, you know, the times you live in, but you can say this, and I think it's obviously true, that the harder you work, you, the luckier you'll get. There's just no substitute for it, and it's worth noting that Buffett, who's worth, oh, I don't know, 30 to 40 billion, after-tax money, I might add, <laughs> gets up every day and goes to work. He goes to work. But let me sure. ask you, Gene, but Gene, do you think... You're, you know, you guys are superly rele- relevant in terms of where you are yesterday and today. I don't care about, I don't care about relevance. Okay. There are a lot of guys who are relevant who live in their mother's basement. I don't care about credibility. I only care about success. There are people who don't have, who don't get any respect from critics. If you take a look at the Academy Awards, all the movies that were not blockbusters are up for Academy Awards. You know what's not on the Academy Awards thing? Star Wars, Avatar, you know, the biggest movies of all time. Well, but some of those did win. I mean, Avatar did win. I don't know about Star Wars. I can't remember those. After the first one, I forget. But Avatar did win. I mean, I was just with John Landau. 
What would what did it win? Best movie of the year? Yeah, I can't. Well, you know, I don't. You know, be honest with you, it's not my genre, so I'm not following. But let me ask you this: you guys, you guys were, in my opinion, because I used to watch you and listen to you, and and still do. You were the real bands. I, I would call that kind of a golden period. Was timing part of that, or is it just because you had the right formula? It wasn't formula. It was a reaction to the boring hippie era that came before. Hippies started off as a kind of a American uh, protest movement, and all of a sudden, people started listening to teenagers, where before, from the 50s and before, teenagers were ignored. With the birth of rock and roll, which is really black music, teenagers started to listen to it, and all of a sudden, the masses and fashion and politics started listening to teenagers. And teenagers, as we know, mean well, but are not qualified to make decisions. So they shut down colleges, they went on big, uh, you know, uh, sort of demonstrations and stuff like that. Well-meaning, but I remember clearly when I went to college and one of these kids was, you know, running up and down the hallway spray-painting spray the walls, he was going, yeah, man, down with the man. Yeah. Uh, who's the man? Your mom and dad who are paying for your college education? Are they the man? Yeah, man, well, I don't like the system. Okay, I, I hear you. You don't like the system. What's the alternative? Oh, I don't know that. I just don't like the way it is. Right. So as a reaction to that, the music, protest music and stuff, all that stuff started to happen. And I got sick and tired of the hippie thing. Because I like corporations. I like the free market economy system. I want to succeed. I don't want to sit around smoking hashish and doing nothing and getting zonked out. I want to go work. I want to succeed. I want to be an example of the American dream. So KISS was the antithesis of all the hippies that went before us. We were a hard-working band. Yeah, we but, it does, but, it, uh, but an outward look, it doesn't look like that. It looks like the complete opposite of that, doesn't it? I mean, when you really look at it. Yeah, except when you come to a KISS show, then, now, tomorrow, and it's been 40 years, and boy, do I look good. <laughs> but when you come to a KISS show, you see four guys, and the working man ethic is alive and well. We sweat our patooties off yeah. on stage. Yeah. It's hard work. We don't sit around cross-legged on a Persian carpet with incense going up, singing about, <laughs> you know, free love. Yeah, but do, let me ask you, think, you think the bands can do it today like the way you guys have done it? I mean, no. Yeah. Do, do you think Taylor Swift's going to be around here 40 years from now when she's 68 years old? I do. Yeah. I, I, I think Taylor's got the goods. Yeah. And is she as long gen- as she's is it because she's work, genuine? Is she real? I mean, I think, I think, well, to her fans, she is, and yeah. that's all that counts. Well, that is. Whether, that whether we get it or not is not the point. Yeah. She's actually very sweet. I've met her, but she's a hard-working girl. But I'll tell you why the next Beatles or, or Hendrix or, or even Kiss is not going to be happening, and that's because we allowed our kids and the next-door neighbor and all the freckle-faced college kids to download and file share without paying artists and record companies. And that has all but killed the record industry. By the way, it doesn't affect me. I make a good living. We sell out stadiums. We continue to tour. That's fine. You got a football team. You got everything. I got got L.A. Kiss, the football team, a restaurant chain. We we do well. But the next talented 
15-year-old kid who's got something burning in his belly who plugs into the amplifier and has something to say is not going to have the same opportunity because he can't charge for his music. Yeah, do they need some... Well, I, oh, that's right, because they have to give it away to build the community. But if you got that community, look, let's look at yours. You've got... You know, well over a million, almost a million people in our Twitter community. Our community pays for everything. Yeah. If you give away something for free, you're going to go back to living to your, in your mother's basement sooner than you expected. Everything should be charged. The idea of free means it's worthless. Yeah. There's, there's value to money. There always is. You- there's value to life. There's value to time is money. Your time is worth something. Everything has value. And when you take away that value and people take away that right, how about this? That good-natured college kid who's somebody's child, whose mother and father work their asses off all their lives to pay for the college education, decides while he's in college not to pay to download a new book that he just read or a, new, or a TV show or anything. Well, unless and if these enterprises figure out a way to make money in a different way, advertising or something, then they're out of business. And then everybody suffers. Do you think, Gene, anybody in the music business is is doing it right like the Gene Simmons model? I mean, look, you, you've got the touch of gold. you got the kiss of gold. I mean, you really are making the cash. You're making I've been to your house. I've been been with you, your family. You, you, I mean, you've got it, you've, and you've done it. Does anybody else have that same kiss, you know, of, of profit, kiss of business? Well, once you get your fan base, once you understand how many people, I don't mean go on the Internet. Ashton Kutcher must have had... Oh, I don't know, 10, 15 million people following him. Yeah. But that doesn't... Doesn't that equate to that, dollars. Doesn't equate to real no, money. It does, no, it does not. What about a guy like Garth Brooks, though? You, I mean, I hear... I, the, I've never met Garth, but... I, I never met Garth, but I hear everybody says he's an unbelievable entertainer and performer. Does he have that kind of kiss where he can come back? He and does. He does, because he yeah. knows his fan base. So the new artists, the one who's got it is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I don't mean necessarily in talent. You can like what she does, or you can not like what she does. I do. I'm a yeah. big fan of what she does. But she understood the Spotify model wasn't helping her, so she removed her music from there yeah, and smart, charged, right? charged people full price. Yeah, she, well, she's, she's saying, look, I, I know my, band, my, my, my uh, fan base. I've known my community. They'll go with me. I'm going to monetize that. And I think that's a smart business. You think it was her, or does she just got really good people around her as well? It, it has to be a combination, yeah. you know. You can't do everything by yourself, and you have to recognize what you know, and you sure as hell have to know what you don't know. Yeah. Hey, one of my people works for me. She's a huge fan of yours. I think she's probably peeing her she's pants right now. She's got good taste. Yeah, she does good taste. Sabina, she and she, I mean, she got your posters up in the office the whole bit. But and she, had, she wanted me to ask you, what advice would you give to a young adult starting? their career in the marketing field? Because, Gene, I i mean, I know you as a, um, uh, in terms of music, but I really know you as a marketer. That's how you and I got to meet and know each other as Celebrity Apprentice from way on back. But- well, this is unkind to say, but if you live in Wisconsin, move. <laughs> Why? Why? You don't think there's good marketers in Wisconsin? They got, you, they got, they got, they got beer. Be, they got, they got. Be, no, no. There are plenty of uh, talented people all over the world. Some are in Zimbabwe. Some are in Haifa. But look, 
the balloon will only rise so high. There's only so so I, far you can go there. And I, I love Wisconsin. Yeah. Madison, Wisconsin. It rocks, but yeah. you can only go so far. So the more people and the more money and the more media there is someplace, the more opportunity there is. That's the thing. It's going to have scale. Tell, scale is what you're talking about. You, well, that's a big word like gymnasium and the masses have no idea what that means. <laughs> so if you want if you want to sing country and western, what city would you move to? Well, you, most people say Nashville, right? How about that? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they go to, uh, I don't know, uh, Miami? Miami. They wouldn't go to Miami, I don't think. There's not a lot, no. a lot of country western. No, yeah. because that's not, I mean, just look where it is. So if you want to be in motion pictures, which city do you want to live in? Minot, North Dakota or Hollywood, California? Yeah, Take a wild true. guess. Well, there's not a lot of films to be made. Not not the kind that people are going to be buying movies for. What, let me ask you another question. Jennifer Abernathy was asking. She sent something in. If, if KISS were starting out today, how would they imagine using mobile and social technology to connect with fans? How would you, I mean, how would you... Connecting with fans is, look, social media, in my estimation, is highly overrated. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to pay your rent unless and if you first figure out how to charge people money for what it is you do. You know, people don't like hearing that. It's too bad. Welcome to capitalism. Unless and if you figure out a way to get paid for what it is you do, whether you're standing on your head, twirling dishes on a stick, or actually building a highway and digging ditches on the road. Whatever it is you do, you better figure out first how to make money. Social media is okay. You'll pick up some chicks and make friends and all that stuff. I'm yawning even as I'm talking. <laughs> all those friends and followed buys means nothing unless and if you can figure out a way to get money out of it. You And you've pulled a lot of money. I mean, if I look at the licensing deals that you have done, and it's in, you know, in hundreds of millions, I've, it's got to be way up in there. You know, what is the, and you, I know you love to brand everything, everything from caskets on down to, I think one time you actually gave me a pair of women's underwear, a thong with Kiss on. I thought I heard you like that sort I, of thing. You know what? It was it was a, a little chafing, but otherwise I got over it yeah. pretty quick, man. You're going to be popular in jail, I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. So what was, what was your favorite licensing deal? Did you have a favorite, Gene? You said, hey, man, I like this. And maybe it, not, didn't, maybe it didn't make the most money. Maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know what would make it your favorite. What would be the one that you really said, this, this, is, this is cool? The next big one. <laughs> I always tell people, what, they always, people say, what's your favorite uh, customer or client? So the one that pay money, right? Well, sure. Yeah. Did you, you know, this, uh, there's this old adage that is so wrong. I think, it's, I think it's often mentioned by people who mean well, but they're not qualified to understand the garbage that's coming out of their mouth. And it goes something like this. Money is the root of all evil. I haven't heard more nonsense in a sentence in, in, in anything else. So let's focus in on that. Money is the root of all evil. What a load of crap. Lack of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, exactly. That's usually Look, a lot of people well, of in course, jail because they have I, a lack of money. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I if I'm completely broke and I'm starving to death, I might consider holding up a 7-Eleven, although ethically I'd you know, think twice about it. Yeah. But if I'm worth $100 million cash after tax, I can buy the damn thing. I don't have to hold it up. Yeah. It is, it is in fact, the people who hold you up and pull guns on you and pull you into dark alleys, they don't have money. Yeah. They want your money. It's the lack of money that makes people criminals.
Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world. Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Fortinet. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Well, let me ask you another question. Don Stevens wrote into me and asked, you know, you're a confident guy, which we all know, which I think I love that part of your persona and your your personality. And it's not just well, a there's no it, choice. Yeah, it's, you, know, you know what? It's not a persona, is it, Gene? It's you. I mean, that's you. I'm that way too. You and I. That's why we sometimes you and I butted heads because we're both that way. And being in so the what? So you know, you jump into deep waters. There's no choice. You got to flail your arms and legs. You got to swim, or you'll sink. You remember that? Remember that movie, The Replacements, with Keanu Reeves and and, and Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman turned to him and said, "Winners always want the ball. Uh, yeah. Winners always want the ball." At what point in your career did you realize that you could do this better than, say, the hired managers that you had? I was uh, eight and a half years old, and I came to America. And one of the first lessons of Americana were some mean-spirited kids who were playing marbles on the uh, on a block away from where I was staying in my aunt's house, my aunt Magda. And they actually said something I'll never forget. What are you stupid? Can't you speak English? And it was actually a lesson learned. And I talk about that in the book. Yeah, you're right. People here think you're an idiot if you can't speak English, and you're talk. And I'm saying this as an immigrant. So first, what I did was borrowed a marble, and in Israel it's like a national sport. And I took all their marbles. I was much better than they were. No, I, I wasn't able to speak English at the point, and no, I'm not stupid. And one day I'm going to make you all work for me. But first and foremost, I needed English speaking skills. And people who come here from other countries better wake up to the fact that it doesn't matter how proud you are of your culture and your religion and your language, you will either learn to speak English well, and the better you do it without an accent, the more money you'll make. Well, that's, the, or, that's, that's the English of business, right? Or the English is the, is the language is the of language business. language of business. Oh, and on the day that Mandarin takes over, you can bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to learn to speak Mandarin, and yeah. fluently. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know that it is going to take over, because even when I've been in China and Beijing, Xiamen, uh, Shanghai, we always, in the meetings, and even though I know a little bit of Chinese myself, we always speak English. I mean, it's always been... Ni yeah, Ni hao. There you go. It's very good. Very good. I'm doing now, well. Now, by the Thank way, you. it's worth noting the airline industry, no matter where it is in the work, if Mexican airlines and Singaporean airlines are flying into Beijing, they have to communicate with the air traffic controller. They will all communicate mm-hmm. only in English. Mm-hmm. It is the language of the world. And by the way, I don't have a horse in this race. I wasn't born in America. English is my third language, not my first. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you actually, that was, I read an article and they, you had 10 rules for business. And I think number nine, number nine you had was, was speak English. But you also had another one in there I thought was real interesting. You said, don't take vacations. Why would you tell someone to be successful in business to never take a vacation? Well, while you're busy resting, I'm running ahead of you. <laughs> you're kicking my ass. Is that what you're doing? I don't even know if I can say that on the podcast. Well, so, of course you can. Yeah. So the, the, if you're 20 years old, or 25 or 30 and you just started on your climb up to in your, in your entrepreneurial goals to become self-sufficient and rich and all the other stuff that the American dream has in front of you and you're taking time off 
I'm fine with that. But I didn't want to do that. I still don't take vacations because I consider work a privilege. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in a job. I just love to work. I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel the same way. In fact, I did take a couple days off this summer. My wife said it was the first time we didn't put some business with it, but I always worked in business because she doesn't get up until... Don't listen to your wives and girlfriends. Work every day. I'm sure they they love the cars and the houses. They love, well, they love everything and they love us. I know yours does as well. How how big is your family in the business? Uh, Sophie and Shannon have a reality show. Sophie has got a clothing line through Style Club and she's writing for Cosmopolitan and some other stuff. Nick, and she's recording her first record, uh, probably for Universal. We'll see. Awesome. Uh, Nick is recording his first album. He's in Nashville right now, although it ain't going to be country. <laughs> he wrote a script called Boy Who Cried Wolf that's being fully funded and produced this summer. And he writes for Huffington Post. I <clears throat> yep. just wrote a piece for Elite Magazine. They work every day and when they don't work they do great stuff like what sophie does which is raise awareness but especially money for sophie's place which is one of her two uh sites in canada as a matter of fact in vancouver that uh, helps treat abused kids Uh, four thousand of them every year that's very cool did they come to you and ask you i mean your and your dad that's one but you're also, you know, a pretty damn good business guy. Did they come to you and say, hey, Dad, uh, I got this issue, and and what would you do? Hardly ever. Yeah. Is that because they've seen – is that because they've, they, they, they don't want the advice, or they've just seen well, it, so they know they it? Keep, they kept hearing all their lines, it's okay to fail. Yeah. You will fail. I guarantee you'll yeah. fail. And it, hopefully a lot, quite is, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the more time, if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you stronger. Yeah. You will learn stuff by failing. It's okay. Yeah. In America, you cannot fail, literally. Yeah. Yeah. You can start a business, and if you get too strong, you can't you know, pay your debts. You can legally declare Chapter 7 or Chapter 11 and start all over again. You know, I have a saying, Gene, you know, as long as we're not doing brain surgery, heavy equipment. I mean, in business, man, no one's going to die. You know, we're it's not going to die. It's okay to fail, really. You can start again. If you're a baseball player and you're one of the best, you'll be hitting 300. That means 700 or 70%, I'm not, out of 100%, 70% of the time, you will strike out. 30% of the time, you'll hit the ball. And if you do that, you're fantastic. Are you a sports fan? I mean, besides the Kiss football, I shouldn't have even asked that. Now, there's a, are we gonna, uh, I love what you've done. You've got, the, you've got the youngest president, I think, ever in, in sports history. I mean, the, the Skyler is like, I met him here recently. I was doing some filming, and he's like 30 years old, 31 Eight. years old. No, he's 12. <laughs> age, age has nothing to do with it. It really is only whether or not you've got the passion to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. The, the biggest advantage I have over most people is I'm willing to work harder than they do. That's it. Yeah. Everybody's, I, I think everybody's got talent. I think everybody's got the potential. And America doesn't care where you're from. I can be a first-generation immigrant, a legal immigrant, because right. there's a difference. Yeah, there is. And I'm... I'm given the same opportunity as somebody who's been here generations. What more can you ask for? Come on. All right. Let me let me give you some rapid fire. This is like where I give you a couple of words or maybe ask you a quick question and just get right off the top of your head 
just get those answers from you. So here's the first one. Red, white, or beer? Which do you prefer? Well, I, I don't drink beer, although I own a... You do have the brew? The brew? The brew? What's yeah, the name of it rock, again? Rock, well, yeah. rock and Brews is a restaurant chain oh, all you're, over you, the, You've got some locations in California. you got in the Delta Concourse there at LAX. Yeah. Uh, Delta Concourse, yeah. another one opening soon at uh, an airport. Two, uh, Cabo. Oh, that's right, Cabo. you got to get down to Cabo. But what do you like? Do you like red wine, white wine, or you like beer, or are you more of a spirits I, guy? I don't, I don't drink at all. Don't you really? You don't have a, even never, a glass of wine? Or you don't, I mean, never have. Really? Yeah, a sip, you know, to toast somebody. Yeah. But other than that, no. My, I have such a sweet tooth. Uh, you know, I, I would mount one of your farm animals just for a hot fudge Sunday. Well, uh, uh, remind me to keep the Hershey's away from you when you're out at my ranch, oh, okay? I, I like Hershey's so much, I don't have to ingest them just orally. Well, there we go. We, we, I, got, I bet. <laughs> All right, here's the second one, my friend. Saskatoon. Cold. It is cold. You know, I'm on a couple boards up there, but every time I go up there, they everyone talks about your wife, and sometimes they say they see you walking around there as well. I do. Yeah. I do. I like people. You know, when I travel, I, I don't take bodyguards or any of that stuff. Yeah. I sit right, right with everybody. Just have a great time. What's it's anybody going to do? A, you know, it's, it's cold as it is. It's got some nice people, don't they, up there? Great. Yeah. And we're opening Rock and Brews. I'm glad you mentioned that. All across Canada, including Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, by yeah, the way. That's up there, baby. I was just up in Calgary, but Saskatoon's even further. Hey, this is another one I want to know. Well, Gene, this is going to get you. I know it is. But what's the favorite food that your mom made you? Bubka. Bubka. What is that? I don't know what that is. B-U-B-K-E. It's thick, heavy uh, pastry. So it's like a... Like a baklava or something like that? Uh, no, you take uh, heavy pastry dough, mm-hmm. and you put thick chocolate, then you roll it a little bit, then you put raisins and cheese or whatever, and then you keep raising it. And, you know, by the time you're done, it weighs pounds. That's awesome, man. I love I love a dessert like that. Wait, let me ask you another one. I'm going to keep going because I like these. I like this. This gets the inside of Gene Simmons to find out a little bit about you personally. We know about your business life and your music life. Hey, what what's your favorite book? The Bible is it? No, come on. Are you reading? You're not. You don't seem the guy that's reading it every day. Well, Talk I to- was a, I was a theology major, as I mentioned. My people wrote it, including <laughs> the New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> and whether you think of it as a, by the way, it, it's got all kinds of problems. It's it, got right? everything in there. It's got uh, drama, intrigue. It's got but inspiration. It's, uh, but it it's also got doesn't tragedy. treat. Wi- it doesn't treat women as well. God no. doesn't always come off the best, you know, you ask one of his guys, take your child and slit his throat just to prove you love me. I mean, there's some problems, but I'll tell you what. Book of Job. Before, very good. Very, before the Bible, and before the Ten Commandments, and before these funny little people from Israel, those Jewish kids, before they wrote these books, chaos. So a few good ideas did come out of that, despite the chaos. Don't kill, don't steal, Honor mom and dad. These are good ideas. So, what about on the business side? What I mean is, it got to be. Give me a book on the business side that you've read or that you really like. Well, the like. Bible. The Bible does that. Eye for an eye is actually a misnomer. <laughs> it's mistra- mistranslated. It's actually seven times. Oh, if yeah. you steal one of my cow, the idea of interest was was invented by these funny little people. 
if you steal my cow, I not only can get back another cow from you, but seven times the loss of the cow, the loss of the milk that I would have. In other words, so you're almost inviting people to come kill your cow. You can get it seven times over. Please do. Well, yeah. if I catch you, yes, you've yeah. got to pay back with interest. Interest was, was, well, how do I say this, invented by these people. Yeah. These little people. We're not going to stereotype or anything like that. You think it was Machiavelli that came up with this, that if you threaten me, I'll take the gun, kill you, and every member of your family. In fact, there were laws in Christendom, in Christianity, that prevented people from loaning money. It was the Jew who was the money lender that was considered a sin in Christianity, and Jews were happy about that. Well, let me me ask you a couple more. Uh, Are you an iPhone or an Android person? Well, since the Android campaign is a KISS campaign... Ah, there we go. I didn't even know that, see? God, I love it when I set you up, man. You can Google KISS Android (laughs) or Android KISS, and you'll see the TV commercial and the movie... I gotta do that. I missed yep. that. I missed it. I'm sorry, but I'm glad I, I. Let me ask you one more real quick one, and I'm going to get into another. I'm going to give you a you know a blatant shameless plug. But what what do you like, digital or vinyl? Well, what I like may be beside the point. I prefer vinyl, yeah. but the masses have spoken. So if you believe of the people, for the people, by the people. The great unwashed masses decide everything. They've decided on digital. Yeah. I don't personally like it. Do you, do you still have an old uh, phonograph record around there and listen to them no. every so often? No, no I do not. Yeah. They almost stopped making them. Although Kiss is available on vinyl for all of you who like that, you bet you can have as many as you like. In fact, our newest box set weighs about 45 pounds, <laughs> and is every single vinyl that we ever put out in one of those anvil cases on wheels. Yeah, you can you can store it in that Kiss casket right there, the foam booth and well, everything. Well, we make else. everything from Kiss condoms to Kiss caskets. I saw we'll, those. We'll, I saw we'll the you, we'll, I saw we'll the Paul Stanley one. I got someone actually handed me when I was doing the Kiss episode when I filmed. You mean free. you mean the Paul Stanley condom? Yeah. No, no, that's the small one. That's the king-size Gene Simmons one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, I went those. Are those jumbo? I sue they're jumbo, right? Oh, it comes with its own apartment and stuff, yeah. <laughs> you move in. All right, let me add, well, one more thing, and then I, because I, now I want to ask this. Hey, what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? That's a good question. Not I will you. I will tell you uh, the God's honest truth is, when I wake up in the morning, I'm such a blessed guy, I'm happy. Yeah. I don't wake up miserable. I don't have the. Uh, yeah, but the do, you, do you read? Do you, do you pick up your email and read your email? Or do you kiss? Right your away. Wife? What are you doing? Right away. Huh? Well, I get hundreds and hundreds, yeah. almost as many as you do. Yeah. Well, you're nice. You return them. You, you and I email each other back. I know, you know, and you've always called me back. It's always been a good. You great... snooze, you lose. That's right. That's right, my friend. Well, let me. Hey, take a take. You know, thirty seconds. Give a blatant plug. Not that you haven't worked them in. I expect it. This is what you always get to do. I mean, that's why. That's one of the things I love about you. And, and I'm a lot. I, I, you're one of my heroes because I try to do some of the same things you do. But what's a, what's coming up for Gene Simmons? What do we want to be on on the lookout for? Well, we have 16 different TV shows that are being uh, set up now. You are everywhere, Gene man. Simmons company. Yeah. We have four of them that have been sold so far. Another two coming up. We have a new motion picture company fully funded called Motion. I trademarked it, so I literally own Motion Pictures. And what's the, and what's the siren, thing, siren thing you got going? Siren? Very good. You've done your research. Siren is an LLC 
set up in Delaware for obvious reasons. Uh, that is in real estate acquisition and some other stuff. Yeah. Oh wow! Fantastic. And so we have we have Rock and Brews restaurant chain, LA Kiss Football, with all its licensing and merchandising, and we have just a ton of stuff and a band that is in the middle of its uh, 40th anniversary two-year-long tour and uh, everything and a partridge in a pear tree well you've you've done it my friend and you are not only the demon in music but you're the demon in business and it's a pleasure and i want to thank you for joining me on all business with jeffrey hazlett you are a gentleman and a scholar thank you jeffrey all right my friend cheers okay see ya Thanks, Gene. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Fortinet. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Fortinet. Hey, some great lessons that I learned from Gene from this interview. It's really good. Let me tell you, one of the things I heard loud and clear, never give up. I mean, he's always at it. This guy's working like 20 hours a day. I feel like we're brothers or cousins or separated at birth because I'm the same way. He also said, don't take vacations. I'm not sure I believe in that because I think you got to recharge. If you don't recharge, you can't get back in the fight. So, I want you to make sure that you pay attention to make sure that you do that every so often in your life. And I thought a really good one I thought was really good uh, was work as a privilege, because it really is. I mean, and we forget that sometimes. We just look at it like it's a job, and it's not a job. It's a privilege because it makes all the other things in our life worthwhile. You know, the things that we can go out and do for our family, things that we can go out and do uh, as our legacy which I think is really, really great. So this has been Jeffrey Hazlett, and this is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, because that's what we're talking about, whether it's in music, whether it's in sports, whether it's in business itself. It's always and it's all business. And this is Jeffrey Hazlett, so tune in and listen to Play.it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.